Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligieri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapito Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning and welcome to Inside. Don't get me going this early. Good morning and welcome to Inside. He's with words, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that caught me off guard. All right. Kyrie Demos from the Niagara Gazette. Roger Weiss is here. And we are joined by Dan Kaplan and Joe Biondo, uh, Section 6 Boys and Girls Chairpersons. The chairmen or chairpersons? I want to be politically correct here, Dan. We'll say chair person. Chair right. person. <laughs> I, I don't want to get in trouble here. You know, people. I get chair peeps. <laughs> I get enough. I get enough trouble down the dial. I don't need any more on a Saturday. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. As you uh, guessed it, we will be talking about bowling. Uh, we have our G and G Fitness Coach of the Week coming up. News and notes time. But first, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, Good that's morning. funny, Roger. Everybody's been trying that on me. Here's the thing. I had a procedure done uh, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday to uh, open up my ears. What they had to do was because of the pneumonia, I had fluid build up behind my eardrums. So the doctor had to put holes in my eardrums. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh that just sounds This wasn't fun. Thinking, hearing about that. Oh. Well, the, I, my biggest thing was I was fearing the shots. I've had shots in my ears before, and that's that's no picnic. So he says, no, we're not going to give you shots, so we're just going to numb it topically. So that's what he did. And then he, I could feel him going in there. Uh, but that wasn't the worst part. The worst part was when they stick the tube in to suck out the fluid. It's like somebody started a jet engine in my ear. And Welcome to Inside Gruesome Talk. Yeah, it's really really nasty. I hope you had your breakfast Welcome already. To inside Tony's ears. Well, no, we used to do that. Uh, we had one teacher, I don't know, what I can't remember what grade, and she had a hearing age, so the people would literally talk without volume and all that and she thinks that well then she turned when she turned up the hearing aid up then the next day we talked they were literally shouting it right <laughs> if i had them. a dollar for every person that's done that to me in the last two days <laughs> i'd have enough to buy dinner tonight oh, i tell you man. and i wear hearing aids uh so even with hearing aids it was very difficult to hear i you know i have hearing loss as it is and then on top of that with the fluid back there it was 20 percent less hearing oh well, so it's it got to be good now just with the headphones. You don't have to take the earring aid in and out and put the headphones yeah, on. Yeah, I can actually that hear actually you. That actually looked like it was very uncomfortable for I you. I can actually hear you without uh, my hearing aids now. And, I mean, you know, you could ask my kids. They're sick and tired of shouting. Uh, it was great when my wife needed something. Well, sorry, honey, I can't hear you. <laughs> so something's working. There's no out. meaning to tuning the wife out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it sure does. Hey, listen, before we get going in on uh, our discussion today, I uh, just wanted to say my thoughts and prayers are out there with Jeremy White and his family. Uh, very difficult times for you, buddy. And, uh, you know, uh, anything you need, I'm here for you. All right. Let's get into talking news and notes, and obviously the big news that's been going on, and we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks, is 
the fiasco, for lack of a better term, that went on between Section 6 and the Buffalo Public Schools uh, to give you the condensed version section six decided that it was going to do something different it was going to take off the classifications and just let you play in your leagues so if you're niagara falls high school you play in the nfl if you're uh you know well you might be in the new orleans yeah wilson you're playing the new orleans league or you're in ecic well that left the buffalo public schools out by themselves basically and there's only five teams as opposed to the 11 teams when I played. So they had, you know, was faced with, all right, how do we fill a schedule? And there was all kinds of rhetoric on social media. This is racism. This is segregation. And just a, a, a whole lot of nonsense. Uh, uh, you know, common sense tells you that they were doing this to try to save some traveling costs. Well, that wasn't that wasn't good enough. So everybody was flipping out. Well, they had uh, a change. Well, first, Buffalo applied for ECIC. They were denied. And then uh, Section 6 said, look, instead of just everybody losing their minds over this, let's just go back to the way it was. And that's what it was. In fact, I believe, and I saw it on Twitter this morning, there was a meeting yesterday between Section 6 and Buffalo uh, Public School Athletics. I don't know how it went. uh, As it was described, that it was a productive, it was a good meeting. That's something that should have taken place before uh, any of the any decisions were made. So I want to get your thoughts, guys, uh, one more time on the uh, situation. And Kyrie, you wrote a very nice piece on this in the Niagara Gazette. Why don't you kick it off? Well, thank you for that. Um, but yeah, you know, that's really just the big thing is, you know, a lot of people just that's what they wanted was a meeting. Um, you know, talking with some some of the coaches in the NO and the NFL, like Coach Bradshaw from uh, Louport, Coach. Um, Smith from Lockport, you know, it really just seemed like they were just out in the dark, lack, lack of communication from the from Section 6, and it really seemed like things were just almost rushed, like, hey, look, we're getting this idea out, take it or leave it, all right, we're moving forward, you know, there was no real conference, no, no meeting, no real plan, it seemed like, so I, I think... And no backup plan. No backup plan either, clearly, you know, because now that we're going back to what we originally had, clearly there was no backup plan, so... I just feel like um, you know that that it could have been handled differently, but now, at least for for 2020, it's it's put to bed, and it'll be at least something that we can revisit with a better plan for 2021. What I don't like is the you know, people out there fanning the flames, trying to uh, look into something. You know, as I mentioned, racism and segregation. There was another radio station that uh, has dedicated a couple of their programs to it, and. It's just nonsense. It really yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, personally as a person of color, um, you know, I can understand why the Buffalo Public Schools felt ostracized and, you know, felt like they were left to the side a little bit. But but you brought up a great point last week. You said if that was the case, Niagara Falls and Cheektowaga would have been targeted. Yeah, we talked about this, you know, off air. You know, Cheektowaga is, a, is essentially a city school. You know, they, they weren't necessarily harmed by this. Niagara Falls would benefit from this you know to a degree especially cleve hill and and chickawaga high school both in uh first ring districts exactly uh and lackawanna is also first ring too the only one that what first ring that might not uh fall into that genre if that's the correct word would be west seneca but uh yeah yeah uh yeah like i say Kyrie. once again i said it off the air i want to say it on the air great article and you know 
Uh, I think you put a lot of stuff out there that wasn't out there prior to that. Thank you. Anthony, I'm going to repeat what I said last week. I might have said it off the air, on the air. The reason I'm not buying the sections, quote, reasoning, unquote, on it, I have two. Number one, the big difference in football as opposed to all the other sports. In all the other sports, you can be 0-20, you qualify for the playoffs. Very true. That does not work out in football. And therefore, to me, you have to, during the regular season, to establish a playoff position, have to be you know, beat or beaten by teams in your own classification, be it AA. The other one that I really won't buy is this geographical travel rivalry issue, alleged issue, and here's why. Okay, I understand in Class C that either uh, – Gowanda or Silver Creek or possibly Dunker, one of them would have to be in, quote, Class C North because there's so many more Class C teams from down south than up north. And for that, per tra- travel is a restriction. Bearing in mind, in theory, it's only every other year you got to, if Wilson plays Silver Creek, one year it's at Wilson, the next year it's at Silver Creek. Having said that, but in still, class, that's a long haul. Yeah, for either side. Okay, but it, we're talking once a year. It's not like they have to play every Niagara game Falls up there. to Jamestown. It would have benefited Niagara Falls to stay up with the NFL teams. Right. That, that, yeah, Niagara if Falls, they want to play no other team. In How their, about uh, Lakeshore to Lewport? Okay, that I'm bringing up. That's my second point. Okay. They talk about geography, yet, and it, last year for sure, and it may have been the year before. Class A and Class B, instead of dividing geographically, they opted to uh, classify by By bed numbers. Okay, yeah. So now you have Chicktawaga, Lakeshore, Lewport, East Aurora, and Pioneer in the one classification. Dunkirk, Iroquois, Maryvale, Medina, uh, Maritime, Burgard, Eden, Alden, Tonawanda, and Newfane. In the third classification, if they could have done it geographically, I would have had a north with Lewport, Albion, Medina, Tonawanda, and Newfane. Mm-hmm. Uh, south, I would have had Lakeshore, Dunkirk, Olean, Springville, and Pioneer, all a lot closer than some of the travels. The third one would have been what? East Aurora, Iroquois, Eden, Alden, Lackawanna. And what did I leave out? It must be Chicktawaga, Maryvale, Maritime, Burgard, and Depew. Likewise in Class A, I mean, they had Will East and, uh, excuse me, West Seneca East and West Seneca West in opposite divisions. Yeah, that makes they no sense. They had Ken East and Ken West in opposite divisions. Did they do that because of the annual rivalry game? That the fact they that you play, still they play, still play anyways. I understand that, but they're talking about geographical differences and then completely make a mishmash out of it. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm glad meetings and people are talking, and that's what needs to happen. People need to get together and, and uh, put what's best forward. Dan, let's get your thoughts on this if you want to chime in. Um, there were just a couple of things that jumped out at me, like, and I, I thought it involved kind of some of the articles I read maybe in the news, like, just a headline from the news saying that the city schools were back in Section 6. They were never, they were never out of Section 6, okay? As much as they didn't agree with some of the things that went on, no one kicked them out of Section 6. They were still they were going to be in their own division, which, which they didn't like, which is fine, but they still had opportunities to qualify for sectionals, just like the other leagues. And 
but the article went on to say how that they changed the rule now that barred the team Buffalo teams. They were never barred. They were never out of Section Six, and and that kind of fan the flames to some of the issues that went on this past week and so what about the ridiculous uh assertion that uh that they're afraid to play the city teams i i, I don't think anyone's afraid to play the city the city teams have had success but i don't think it was a matter of oh south park won states we don't want them in south park was is a great program i know timmy delaney but if that was the case, they would say we don't want Orchard Park in our division. We don't want Chicawaga in our division. We don't division. want Lancaster. Right, Lancaster. I mean, Jamestown. so Buffalo had success just like ECIC had success, just like the NFL had success. So I, I don't think that was one of the issues that people were saying, let's get them out of out of the league because they had success. I've never met a coach in my life that's afraid to play anyone. Teams right. will line up to play South Park. Even if they're in their Buffalo City School division, they're going to have non-leagues. Don't think no one would – Teams are going to want to play a team like South Park. You know they're bringing a good program. So it's not a question of no one will play these schools. And so Anthony, and those are the things that came out. Excuse me. Do you think there is some um, animosity, though, the one that did make sense, and most of those race card things I wasn't crazy about either. But the one thing I did, do you think there was some animosity because the Class A final this year had two city schools? No. No. Okay. I, I just, so. that's I was hearing a lot of that. And you know, I don't know. Here's, how, a, here's the thing: if you're a coach and you're afraid to play someone, you shouldn't coach. That's pretty much pretty it. Much it. I mean, I'm I'm glad you brought up the point though about um, you know they could still play teams outside of their Buffalo Public School League because that would have been the case. They would have had to. You you only have five teams in your league. That means you have four league games. That means you have three more games that you have to fill your non-league schedule with. So who are you going to draw from? Probably not going to go to Section Five. You've got a bunch of teams right here in Section 6. And you're not getting points for playing Monsignor Martin. Right. You're getting points for anyone you play. Anybody. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure the way it was set up with the power points, yeah. you play seven games, whether they're seven league games, five and two, four and three. So every game you would have played would have counted toward your power points. Okay. It's actually power point average. Right. Yeah. Every yeah. team would have had the same amount of opportunities, whether it was seven league games because your league maybe has eight teams, or in Buffalo's case, if they would have had four league games, they would have had three non-league games to play whoever they get on their schedule, right. which would count toward their qualifying for sectionals. Actually, it would be two. Wouldn't Maritime be included in that? It, it, however, I mean, Maritime hasn't been mentioned all week, so I don't know if they're included in the in the Buffalo. I think they're doing an independent think, schedule. Yeah, that's what they So play. that's a whole nother. But still, their independent schedule, whoever they play, they're getting power points based on those wins against who they play. Joe Biondo, you want to uh, – your thoughts? I, I think a lot of it has to do with miscommunication. I, I really, really do. I mean, when you look at the problems in society, it's miscommunication, right? I think there's a lot of miscommunication. I also think that anytime you have change, um, we, we did reorganization in our, in our bowling uh, divisions maybe four or five years ago. There were coaches that didn't like that. There were people that didn't like that. So you're going to have people who like who like what's going to be happening. There are people who are who dislike what's going to be happening. Honestly, when they brought when they brought the city schools into you know with with the other divisions a, a number of years ago I thought it was a great idea you know they needed to qualify for the state playoffs and everything else and you get a state champion like South Park and everything else let the best play the best let's have the A schools play the A schools the B schools play the B schools and let, let's have the best play the best and let's see who's going to be the champion you know what I mean well, I, you I, just I hit it you hit it on the head let the A schools play the A schools under the new proposed setup it wouldn't have necessarily been that way absolutely that's true that's very and, true and 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 when you get to football I think that's a, there's a huge I mean, there's a huge 
huge disparity sometimes in a lot of divisions when you're when you're comparing the beds forms and the school sizes and everything else. You know, I just I, I think I think what they had was a was a good thing, and I don't I mean I, I'm not sure I'm not sure. Um, you know, we'll have to see how this plays out. Honestly. The way it's set up, though, if they did it that way, Niagara Falls could go undefeated and Absolutely. not get a home game in the playoffs Very because true. of the uh, lack of uh, power points. And then vice versa, a school like Burgard, you know, if they were in an all, <laughs> in an all, you uh, had to bring up Burgard. I had yeah. to, I had to in an all BPS league. Let's say they knock off one of their two AA uh, counterparts and then one of their A counterparts. Those are the, seven. Those are seven power points if they knock off the. Uh, the Hutch Tech and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Bennett. Exactly. And six power points if they knock off McKinley or South Park. Exactly. So, like, they can use that in their favor. Because then at that point, if you fill your schedule out with, you know, other B schools, maybe a C school, then at that point, yeah, you're, you're playing a, a much more level playing field uh, non-league, but you can earn that extra that extra incentive in your, in your own league. So, If the state were to uh, bring back one of the games that it had taken away years ago, would that help? Or hurt? I don't know if it would help. I mean, be an extra non-league game. Did they I take guess. away football? Game but what I'm football? saying is, is is because okay, let's say you've the got state, one state of the B schools. Yeah. They uh, you know would play their schedule, but they would have an extra game to schedule at uh, you know maybe a city school. That's the way I was looking at it. Just just throwing yeah. it out. There. Are you saying, in other words, go back to only four teams make the playoffs? And no, 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 no. I was saying because remember the state had taken away uh, a game that the uh, that we used to play, so you would give you a chance to add an extra game. So if you're filled with uh, league obligations, mm-hmm. you would now have and rivalry obligation, you would right. now have that extra week to schedule a uh, you know a city team or whatever or, or an independent. Because most teams get one, maybe two non-league. Usually two. One's a rivalry game, and then one's a non-league game. So yeah, right. yeah you're usually five and two. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into bowling. That's what we're here for today. In fact, last night I was out watching my buddies bowl at Bowladrome just to get uh, excited for this program. I love bowling. It's a great sport. It's a lot of fun. Oh, and by the way, speaking of bowling, get well, Tom Prince. He couldn't make it this morning. He's under the weather, and Tom's a huge bowling fan, bowling uh, most of his life, so I know he wanted to be here. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports. We're back and listening inside high school sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Kyrie Demos from the Niagara Gazette, Roger Weiss, and we have Dan Kaplan and Joe Biondo, Section 6 Boys and Girls Chairpersons. Before we get into talking about uh, the uh, getting into bowling, I do want to do have some news and notes here, and this is from our good friend Bill Pavone. Two coaches have been at the helm for all 10 years of league for uh, Girls Federation Hockey. And on Tuesday, Jeff Orlowski will coach his 200th game behind the Kenji bench. And Rick Hopkins is currently at 196 for Williamsville. Didn't Williamsville just win the... uh, the championship? Yes, they beat Lid. Yeah, the they beat the yeah, Lid. Eight so. to one. That was, There's no meaning to put a lid on it, huh? Yeah, they <laughs> did. Uh, between the two of them, 214 wins, two regular season league titles, three federation titles, six sectional titles, three state final appearances, and one New York State championship. So congratulations to them. 
Also, please join us congratulating Dylan Scriven, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, on his recent scholarship essay award from the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Dylan has been selected as a 2020 male recipient of this honor based on an essay that he wrote describing the impact athletics have had on his life. Dylan will be recognized at a Section 6 celebration in the spring, and his essay will be forwarded to the next round where he will compete with student-athletes from across New York State. Great job, Dylan, I believe from Westfield. Thanks to Brian Thomas for that. Also, the Jim McNally Wildcat Offense Clinic will be held Saturday, March 21st, I believe I'm going to go to this. I have to show up late. From 9 till 2 at Kemmer East High School, there is no fee for this clinic. Must have a minimum of 20 coaches. Sign up. Registration deadline, Friday, March 13th. If you are interested, email Pat Veltri at P-V-E-L-T-R-I at K-T-U-F. SD.org. That's where you go to register. Information is on our Inside High School Sports uh, Facebook page. Roger, before I get to G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. Real quick, I just want to say I was at the Jolly Boys uh, tournament at uh, Amherst High School last night. Now I got there for the uh, Middle College Amherst game. Great game. Amherst wins at the buzzer. The two things I do want to mention, though, Good to see Benji Blumen was there as a spectator. So glad to see he's out and about after the episode at uh, Will East High School about a month ago. And the other thing, this is the 15th year of this uh, classic. Uh, take a wild guess, back in 2004, who was the MVP of the very first Jelly Boys Classic? Uh, I have no idea. Some guy, I think his first name is Robert and his last name is Gronkowski. (laughs) (laughs) Does that make you feel nice and young? He was the MVP of the Jolly Boys tournament in 2004. uh, I remember doing the games at WXRL and talking to him before Williamsville North would play Lancaster. Definitely a character. And speaking of Gronkowski, G&G Fitness. How's that for a segue, segue. (laughs) Uh, G&G Fitness, Coach of the Week. Congratulations to Bob North of Westfield. 400th career win in boys basketball. That's outstanding. He only has 211 more to catch up to Mel Swanson. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Real, real close. All right, let's get into bowling cap. Uh, Who's hot and who's not? (laughs) Um, well, we're excited because we're about three weeks away, a little less than three weeks away at our sectionals. So we've got uh, we're we're just finishing up our league matches. We've got next Saturday's a big Section Six Invitational tournament where most of the top schools will be attending, and it's kind of a nice precursor for sectionals. You get a real good idea. You're bowling on the the same sectional pattern. You're bowling with all the teams you'll probably be competing with. So it, um, we're excited this time of the year. We've got a we've got a nice group of teams that. Like we, Joe and I have been talking, and there, there, there's we've kind of broken them into who we who should be competing from the title, who are kind of our sleepers that are going to be competing for the title. So um, we're excited this year. Yeah, it's 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 wide open, that's for sure. So we've got. We've, who, all right, let's start with the boys. Who are some of the top programs this year? Well, it, it, it's broken into Division One, Division Two, large and small. The state did that two years ago, and it actually works great. So we're sending two boys champions, two girls champions to states. For the boys, it, it's there. There's two. I want to say big boys on the block. It's pretty much West Seneca West and Niagara Falls. Now on paper, 
based on averages, they are probably the teams to beat. They've been battling in some of the tournaments. Um, but there's the usual cast of characters that, that are there. The Joe coaches the Orchard Park boys team that are been gone, going to states the last few years. Uh, Frontier is always a scary team. And then we have our two sleepers that are kind of in their own little division, Clarence and Star Point. And they, they haven't been in the tournaments this year, the outside tournaments, so we really haven't gotten a good look at them. But um, no, they're two very well-coached teams, and both of them are kind of sitting in the back waiting. But um, Niagara Falls and West Seneca have got – like West Seneca's got, I think, six boys over 200. Jamestown's gonna, got – And Jamestown's the other team. Jamestown's West, got a few horses too. I don't, I don't think Clarence is a sleeper. I would put them as a contender as well as, as Star Point. I think both teams – and a shout-out to Nick Coleman from Star Point who bowled a 300 this week, his first 300 Whoa. ever. Yeah, um, great kid. I know the dad personally, so but uh, shout out to him. But the I think Star Point and Clarence are definitely contenders. I, I would agree with Dan that that uh, Niagara Falls and West Seneca, just by the way they finished in most of the tournaments around Western New York, they're probably the leaders of the pack. But you know, I, I think Clarence and, and Star Point, you know, even Jamestown, they got a couple of horses on their team that are pretty good too. So I think the competition is is it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see and like this week. Uh, like Dan said, this week at uh, at the tournament which we host, the Section Six Invitational, most of those teams will be there. Now you mentioned uh, three hundred. Have there been many three hundreds this year? I think not, not if the Buffalo News listing is accurate. The high game other prior to this week, then I think somebody bowled a two ninety. Yeah, I think Coleman's might be the only three hundred yeah. that I know about. That that comes to mind. Yeah, at least mind, in yeah. Uh, what do you want to call it? The high school right. competition this year. Yeah, I um. I know that, yeah, I don't, that was the only 300 that I know of. So good for him. We've had some big scores. I mean, we've got some individuals that are. Well, I imagine there's sheets. several that have been flirting with it. Oh, yeah. Well, they, oh, yeah. yeah. Every, every tournament, there's there's somebody that's into the ninth frame. I was just out at Wimbledon. Um, we were bowling West Seneca East, and one of the. Uh, um, uh, one of the kids from West Seneca West, last name is Tro- Tojek. He, uh, he, he had a. He had Noah. A, yeah, Noah. He had, um, he had the first nine. Uh-huh. And then left a six ten uh, in the tenth frame. Pick, oh, picked it up, but uh, you know, I it, would be shaking like a leaf by the tenth frame. By <laughs> knowing how that. do you stay calm at that point? And, and you know the thing is, though, you ever uh, been to a bowling alley, even league play on that? You know, by the time if you have six in a row, the whole house knows about oh, it, yeah. and they just oh, come yeah. down yeah. and they filter. The and cameras now, are out. Yeah, oh, yeah. dead yeah. silence. It's probably worse that. for the kids oh, when exactly, everyone stops you know. bowling. Usually about the tenth that happens. But yeah, that's funny thing about Coleman is he bowled a three hundred in the first game, and that three hundred takes so much out of you physically Absolutely. and mentally. He struggled the next two. I mean, you want to bowl your 300 in the third game to get your big yeah. set. What would, he, you, off the top of your head, do you know like what it's called? 655. 650. Or, so, yeah. He bowls the 300 yeah. game. It doesn't even make a 700. Yeah, it ruins you. It really does if you get it in the first game. And he did, and I yeah. kind of giggled at his set just because yeah. you, you know what he was going. I, I personally, but you've seen it that. In well, the third had, game, that's different. Almost as much as the first game as the other two put together. Yeah, yeah. seriously. He, you know, the, the funny thing is that when you when you look at the kids, and I'm looking at this this list of, like, the top 25 in Western New York, even just on the boys' side, and any one of those kids can do it. You know, And, and I, I would venture to say that most of them in the top 25 have, have at least gone to at least the ninth frame you know, with all, you know, with, with all strikes, and then, you know, something happens in the 10th or they've gotten close – uh, some of them probably have bowled 300 games, but it's it's is pretty amazing. Is that like uh, all the other things? It's on two different alleys when you bowl. Uh, yes. 
Okay. Does and I have to ask this because Tony's waiting, wondering why I didn't ask already. Does he use the same ball on the left side as he does Most on the right side? Do. Oh, yeah, okay. Most times they do. Most times they do. Well, I was watching the guys last night. It's like one lane had yeah, to it, be, it, have another ball. It's different in the pro level. It's yeah. superstition, yeah. though. It's oh, so, yeah. so true, with, especially um, with any sport. Oh, yeah. But i got to add Brian Shaver from Maryville. Uh, Bowled a 300 this week. It was in practice, but we were right next to him. So it's, he's capable. Yeah. He's one of the better boy bowlers in the area. But. He put up a 300 in practice. So and they're, uh, and they're, they're a small – I would say Maryvale is one of the small school favorites. Oh, yeah. Maryvale, Maryvale Tonawanda. on the boys' side. Well, Maryvale's been traditional for years. Yeah, I'm well aware of that. Well, no. <laughs> oh, you rubbing it into his no, – no, 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 no. I'm rubbing it in is. because the guy that coached Maryvale for many years, uh, Jack Zalotti, I went to high school John Zalotti. John Zalotti. Yeah, John the girls. The He's girls. a former Section 6 chair, too. Yeah, he went, he went a good 15 years without losing a match, and I – I contributed to many of those. I had a stretch where I was well. Camp, o- I thought Roger was giving you the business. Yeah, right? he is. No, no, it was because of it hurts to say that word. But you, yeah, you say John, I knew him as Jack. That's yeah. how long, far back we go. Um, John was a character, and I I competed against him for many years. So yeah, well, John John missed around the lanes. He pops in usually around sectionals. He'll pop in and just it's it's good to see him. Who are some of the other too. small schools that are doing Depew well? Two boys, I'd say. I mean, they've got you know they, they have Andrew Shevsky. He's a great kid, Dylan. He's a you know. A good leader. He was on the Section Six All Star team. Yeah, usually, last year they've got a pretty, pretty decent team as well. Usually around sectionals, you, you got your good teams, but some of these teams have their horse on the team, and they they could pretty much t- make a difference at sectionals. Last year, Tonawanda John Kurdziel, who shot a fifteen hundred. That's a seven fifty average. Wow. I mean, their kids yeah. shot well, but John was a big well, that's difference only maker. Two fifty a game. Yeah, that's it. But only. coincidentally, they won sectionals, and you get a player like that. And some of these teams we've talked about all have yeah, that kind of player no that could that could put you over the edge by. Going above and if you beyond. Get, if you get two or three bowlers that are that are rolling two hundreds consistently, and one of those gets really hot at a, at the sectional tournament, you know you have a good. Your team has a good shot at winning. Well, so you got to realize two fifty a game. If you get two fifty, you're averaging two fifty a game. That's eight or nine strikes a game. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> minimum. Wow, now, it leaves me out. You mentioned <laughs> that. Now, are there any specific uh, players um, that you you think can carry a team like that uh, in the, in the uh, season? Basically, the teams we mentioned all pretty yeah. much have have a big boy or a big girl like Niagara Falls. Brian Templeton's he's averaging an insane two twenty four this yeah. year. Niagara Falls is a couple. Dylan Androjowski from mm. Depew is why Depew's up there. John Kurdziel and Brian Stone from Tonawanda. Why Tonawanda is mentioned. So you start mentioning Maryville's got Connor, Anthony Shaver, got Connor, Connor Nowak. Um, North Seneca's got four Parker or five Fliss guys. from West Seneca. Spencer Geis from West Seneca. I mean, I mean, uh, West Seneca's got a good team. Any one of those guys that can go off and they're they're what gonna, about they're gonna uh, go for off. the girls, large and small. Um, large schools, it, it's kind of the same thing. It's down to two. Niagara, Niagara Falls and, I had heard and that Lancaster. They were doing well. And Lancaster, both of them. Lancaster, this is, they've been kind of the, on paper, once again, they're going to, those two should compete for the title. That doesn't mean they're the only they two teams. They shot a thousand. They shot a thousand. Now, four man, now think about this. They shot a thousand. 993 in league for four bowlers yeah. is, that's almost 250 a bowler is a monster <laughs> Against game. Orchard they, Park. They they've got a yeah, they've got a, a core thousand. group of girls that have been around, wow. led by Janelle Pezzamani and Maddie Lee Self. They could do some damage. And wow! This is this could every I mean, time I, I was looking over, there was a strike just going boom. This another, could be their year. But Niagara Falls is, is tough. Niagara Falls won the the tournament uh, last week, the mm-hmm. Roy Summer tournament. 
The Ni- so Niagara Falls girls are ready for him. Orchard Park and Clarence are probably right there. Clarence has got the best individual. They've got a girl, Sarah D'Angelo, Great 218 kid. average. By far, she's better than most of the boys. She won a state title with us last year on our all-star team. She's just been on fire this whole year. So a player like Sarah gets hot at sectionals. She could pick that Clarence team up and surprise the expected teams that are there. What so, are some of the other high averages for the girls? Well, you know, you, you were mentioning to, uh, 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 Sydney Skimmer from Alden. She's averaging right now 207. Uh, Melissa Large, great kid who went with the state team last year. She's averaging 204 right now. Um, you have Selk from uh, uh, Lancaster, Seaford from Cleveland Hill, Emma Rome, one of one of, one of, of, of Dan's from Chictawaga, senior Ashley Dixon from North Tonawanda, you know one ninety three. Uh, Op has uh, Emily Brock. She's averaging currently averaging right now one ninety one. You got Mackenzie Gilmore from Niagara Falls, uh, Pizzamenti from Lancaster. So there's there's a good group right in there that are that you know they can lead their teams you know to a sectional you know to a sectional berth. I mean. Girls large, I think, uh, uh, as far as girls small, could be. I mean, Dunkirk, the the reigning state know, champs, reigning state champs, and um, return everybody. And they re- return their whole yeah. team, and only one of them's a senior this year. Between oh, Mariah and Rachel Gloniak. so the they, pressure's on them. That th- is, and I th- and I think they know it. But you know what? They handled it great last year. They were expected, and they just went on a, ru- a nice run. Michaela served. They have such a nice core group of five girls, yeah. and uh, they're battle tested. Nice kids so. too. Until someone knocks them off, they're they're I think the clear favorite. Great and fans, I think the whole entire town. Of, I think they shut down Dunkirk they, they last, shut year down to go really? last year. They shut down Dunkirk last year. There was at least they from brought Dunkirk it last alone, year there was state. at least at the state tournament. There must have been been at least, and I probably, probably this is but this is probably under the amount. At least 50, 55 people or more. They they brought went. they brought a they brought a big fan. They have a big fan base, and they they got a nice program down there. Tonawanda, so. Tonawanda, Maryvale also will be, will be contenders. Maryvale's got a great team. And uh, Tonawanda and uh, poor Dan. Even Depew. Even Depew. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, my whole division. I was going to say, all that Dan still something. comes in division <laughs> to do the show. I'm You're saying quiet on my, my girls. My, 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 my girls are a sleeper, and we, we've got our big bowler and and Emma Roman. If she gets hot, and the girls have been bowling well late, so hopefully, uh, I'm going to stay quiet Absolutely. about the Chicago girls. You better study those patterns, I, coach. I, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do yeah. a sleeper too. Let's take a break and uh, when we come back we'll get into more of the top bowlers and averages and uh key dates and where you could go and catch some of the action. Don't forget Sports Talk Saturday follows us at eleven. What do we have? Oh, the All Star game is tonight at five o'clock. Am I no? What do I give me up on that? Someone team. someone wrote something incorrect on that board. It is at eight o'clock here on WGR. Oh, man. Misinformation, fake news on the bulletin board. All right, we'll be back with more Inside High School Sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. We are talking boys and girls bowling. Uh, before we get it back into bowling, I, there's something I wanted to bring up, and it was uh, an event that happened this past week. As you guys know, uh, I've been a big proponent of saving youth football, and Roger, you've been to one of our rallies. The uh, state still being quiet as to when the health subcommittee is going to vote on it. It originally was under the impression it was going to be early January. But for whatever reason, they're, they're, they won't give a date as to when they're going to vote on it, and they're being pretty quiet about it. But I just wanted to point this out because this happened to uh, my neighbor's son that plays hockey, loves hockey, and he was, I guess, during the game, someone lost control, wiped out, and went into uh, my neighbor's son pushed him into the boards, he sustained a concussion. In fact, it's his fourth concussion, and the doctor said, you're not playing anymore. So all this focus on football, we want to ban football, it's not safe, while we close our eyes to other sports, this is ridiculous, and this is one of the reasons why I bring it up, just to show you the hypocrisy that's going on in the state and with this issue of banning youth football. All right. Back to bowling, coaches. Uh, we're talking about the small schools. We're talking about the girls. Uh, with the boys, who are some of the high averages? Uh, oh, there, there's a lot of boys shooting off the charts. Mm-hmm. Niagara Falls has a couple. Like, If you go to the West New York Athletics webpage, you can see everything. All of our stats are on Matt there. Matt Tadaro has done an awesome Matt Tadaro, job. He's thank so you easy for to work all with. your help. Yeah. Shout um, out to him for it, sure. It, he basically has it. Like The first page is just all the boys in order by average, then you can, obviously you can sort it into divisions. So you get a real good idea, but um, Niagara Falls got Brian Templeton's just been shooting 224, just lights that's out. Sick. He's that's yeah. above and beyond. Like our next best boy is, is Dylan Andrzejewski at 218 from um, Depew. So that just kind of tells you how well Brian's shooting, but uh, there's a whole Stone, group. Brian Stone, Anthony Shaver, San Marino, another one from Niagara Falls. Like I said, Niagara Falls goes in with with a couple big guys, big guns in there, and they do Nathan their Penny job. They're going to be Hinsdale. tough. Yeah, Hinsdale's actually got two top bowlers, Ethan Ricks and Nate Penny, who are both over 200. So, and once again, we don't know much about them. They don't come to the terms. We don't see them. So that's a team that a small school. You got two kids shooting 200s, and they can do it. Move it up to two thirties of sectionals. They could be kind of a quiet team to deal with come sectionals. Cap, you mentioned Hinsdale. Is that section six for bowling? Because they're section five for most sports. They're section six for bowling. They are. Okay. I mean, that's it's weird. It it, yeah. it 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 is, but it it is what it is. And they're in our section. And like I said, I'll see, we'll see them in a couple weeks at sectionals, and they're going to be one of the unknowns. I mean, you don't know what kind of house they're bowling at. Are they bowling at a house with an easy shot? Are they bowling at a house with a tough shot? Usually a Smaller houses are a lot harder to shoot on, so you never know what they're coming with. But bottom line is numbers don't lie. They're coming with two kids, well, at 210 and beyond, and they could do some damage there. So You alluded to a website. Could you uh, say that website for the year? Uh, the westernnewyorkathletics.com website, and you could click on it. They cover a whole bunch of sports, but you click on either boys or girls bowling, uh, and then it gives you options. You can see the division records. You can go on individual teams to see the individual stats, or you can just – 
check the individual overall averages for all the kids, boys and girls, and it's it's what we follow. So I, I need to give one shout-out for one of our boys, Cameron Stark, one of our state kids Great from kid. last year from Great JFK, kid. sitting there with a two fourteen average, clearly the best in his division, just went under an emergency appendectomy the oh, other no. day. And um, – I'm going to go on the limb. I don't think he's going to be joining us for sectionals. I mean, an appendectomy, oh, you don't just a, walk it's back a senior from. senior year, too. Great kid. Uh, senior, nice great family. kid, class kid. Um, I'm hoping he recovers in two weeks. Can he get a waiver for if he doesn't be in the sectionals to go to the States? you got to qualify for states. I mean, it's no not like we, we have six that qualify oh, through sectionals. Right. Yeah, it would be disappointed if he didn't get an opportunity to go back to states. I'm sure he'd be disappointed. But obviously, his health comes first. Yeah. Also, time and date uh, and location for these sectionals? Uh, the boys' sectionals is the 12th, Wednesday, the 12th of February at Airport Lanes all day. We start at 9 o'clock. The girls' is the next day, the 13th. Uh, once again, 9 o'clock. Um, there's a snow day of the Friday. If Seeing we haven't had any snow all winter, I'm guessing it's going to pile up that week. You just week. jinxed us, Dan. Correct. <laughs> You I just can, why did you I, I mention can tell that, you right Dan, now we're going to be working the, on Friday. Thank you, yeah, Dan Campbell. There'll, there'll be a snowstorm that week, <laughs> only because that's when we have our <laughs> sectional. He just mentioned I did. it. Tony, I, you he just did it. He did us in. Oh, it's it, no. it's snow it on the 12th and the 13th. If it does, I'm, I'm, go, he I'm just going to be cussing Mark, Dan Campbell's name. And next Saturday, the first is our Section Six Invitational Tournament at Airport Lanes, hosted by Orchard Park. But uh, that's kind of the precursor. It's the exact same setup as sectional. It's so. a preview, and most of the top Whoa. teams will be there. Bowling starts yeah. at 9 o'clock at How Airport How many lanes do they have at Airport? Yeah, is that one of the bigger lanes? 60. It's the largest. Two? Oh, then they've expanded. Because a couple of years ago when uh, throughway lanes closed, I mean, I remember when they built throughway lanes. That's how far back I go. And then all of a sudden, I don't Big know, loss. it's a car dealership now or something. Yeah, yeah that yeah. happened in the middle of a season. Obviously, that affected... Chikawaga, that's where we bowled. Amazing. He had to go over and bowl with his uh, cross-town rival at yeah. other schools. Cleve Hill. Named Maryville. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's really getting worked over this morning. This, this is used, not like him. He's used to it, and he counter-punches with the best we'll of be them. The, at the Section 6 Invitational Saturday, we'll be using we – have, uh, we, have we have a full tournament. Uh, we'll, we'll fill out most of the house. We'll go to 52 teams. I think I have 29 – Boys teams and twenty three girls teams. Yeah, it's a lot it's of people. Nice. Yeah, so they're because you're also talking about their families. You're talking about oh, yeah. friends, grandma. Who grandpa. are some of the better? All right, who are some of the more uh, vocal uh, support groups fans out there? I know we've talked about Frontier in the past. Frontier comes with a they they travel. <laughs> they get loud from oh, what I understand. When we, when we bowl them at Orchard Park. Strikers I think the word is, is passionate. I think <laughs> the word is yeah. passionate. passionate. Thank you. Niagara Falls has Niagara a very Falls. passionate fan base. Um, Dunkirk has a passionate town. <laughs> they bring um, the whole town. They, they will bring it. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll be loud. I mean, Maryville. It, they, it, with, with ear problems, I wouldn't recommend coming to the girls' sectionals, Tony. I don't think that's Orchard where Park you want to Orchard Park brings the – they have a good, they have yeah, a good group. It, it, Things it, stop. It's loud. I would think when that, you that say, to, When you say 9 o'clock start, how long is the all-day event? Yeah. yeah, we'll go to about 11.30, take about an hour lunch, and then we come back about 1 and go to about 3, 3.30. Really? Wow. So yeah, it's, it's an all You don't have to get there at night. Yeah, no, right. three no, games no. in the morning, three games in the afternoon. You know what? If you are gonna, if you don't want to spend the day, come after 1 o'clock because that's R- when we Roger, if you like basket raffles, if you like basket there raffles, my Orchard Park parents put together one heck of they a do. basket oh, raffle cool. for our team fundraiser. So if anybody wants to come out for bowling and 
take part in a great basket raffle with some awesome prizes. Mrs. Clanky, Tommy's mom, Lexi's mom. She uh, she's one of the people that runs it. She does a great job. But Roger, if you come out in the morning, stop at the basket raffle, or come out and just stop at the basket raffle and. Watch the afternoon bowling. You'll be all set. But it's six games, and it'll be a lot of fun. And you have to get French fries because Good French fries you. at bowling alleys <laughs> always rule. I don't know what it I is. I like the popcorn at airport. Popcorn? I, I, at ECICs, I get my traditional bag of popcorn. All right. Well, Dan Kaplan and Joe Biondo, thank you guys so much for spending time with us this morning. Uh, best of luck. Uh, you know, Let's get some state champions. And uh, best of luck to all the Thanks bowlers for out there. My pleasure. Next week, we'll be back with more Inside High School Sports. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.